Hello out there and welcome to the Knights of Nerdies 2 podcast. We are a podcast for all things nerd. My name is Chris. I'm here along with... This podcast will get out of control. It will get out of control and we'll all be lucky to live through it. John. <laughs> so it's just me and John here tonight. And it just it just so happens that the... the you know, the Ryanverse has increased its what is this, movie count with the Without Remorse movie. And for those of you who do not know, the Jack Ryan-verse is a, uh, is a character based on the novels by Tom Clancy. And hence the name of the Without Remorse movie is actually Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. It's the newest movie in the Ryan-verse released on Amazon. No, it's not on Amazon. It is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's Prime. Amazon recently acquired the movie rights from a studio. I forgot the name of the studio. It was a smaller one, though. Uh, yeah, it's Paramount to, like, CBS. It was it Paramount? Yeah. Okay. So they uh, received the movie. They bought the movie rights, and they were able to put it on their platform. And they released it last week. So this is, uh, and, and it's fitting for, for myself and John, because we are fans of the Jack Ryan movies, which also include... Clear and Present Danger, Some of All Fears, Hunt for Red October, Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit, Patriot Games. We're, we're all fans of that, and Sh- Sean and Sam. <laughs> I don't think they've seen one, in all honesty. Yeah, a couple here and there. I, I don't think... I, 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 I'd venture to say that both of them combined have maybe seen three. That's a huge that maybe. Seem, that seems like a good over-under. Yeah. So this is the uh, so what we're gonna do is this is gonna be a lot of Ryanverse, but the majority the first half is at least gonna be about the the new movie Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, which actually does not feature Jack Ryan. It features a character John Kelly played by Michael B. Jordan, and it's a uh, for lack of a better term a spy thriller slash action movie. And yeah, it's not really like do you want to give us dense espionage sort of. Even though these are never really, like, super, like, lacare dense, like, they're, you know, good, like, espionage thriller. This one is, like, legit, like, just a revenge action movie with, like, dusted yeah. with just enough um, international espionage. Um, yeah, so, Without Remorse, uh, which, as you mentioned, stars Michael B. Jordan and uh, directed Guy by... Pierce. What was that? Oh, Guy Pierce is also... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Guy Pierce. Um, oh man, I don't know the guy who's playing um, Ritter. He's been in stuff. <laughs> oh, the Irishman, the Irish actor. He's Irish. I could have swore he or he. Ooh. It never surprises me. Good anymore. call. Never surprises me. Anyway, while Chris is workshopping that, um, directed by uh, Stefano Solima, who previously, if you saw the uh, Sicario, whatever the fuck it's called, the sequel, Soldado. He did that. Day of the Soldat. He's done um, this other series I've started watching on Amazon called Zero 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 about like the drug trade, which soft recommend at the moment. Possibly might be like a hard recommend at some point, um, but we're still getting through that. Anyway, he's done a bunch of action stuff and written by Taylor Sheridan, our boy, who still trying to f- wait, waiting for a movie of his that I don't like. Um, Honestly, waiting for a movie of his I don't love, although Soldado kind of pushed that. But, um, yeah, so I was souped. I was very excited when I saw he was doing a Tom Clancy movie. 
Um, it had the pieces. It had the pieces. It does. And Michael B. Jordan is great casting. I think he's, like, awesome in this. Um, look, this got, like, the first wave of reviews I saw last week was really trashing this movie. And maybe it was, like, we were all expecting this to be, like, incredible. And I'll be honest with you, it's not incredible. Doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I think it's good. I think it's, like, a really awesome throwback kind of, like, action movie. Um, with, you know, kind of more of, like, a bigger budget and, like, you know, more sort of current sort of, well, you know, with more of a current vibe to it versus, like, you know, some of the, like, 90s sort of movies, 90s, 80s movies. But, no, I loved it. Yeah, it's, um, so it's, uh, how do I want to phrase this? Because I don't want to, I don't want to get too far away from the movie here, but with with um with Tom Clancy when he was writing these these books you get a lot of uh Jack Ryan is the spy he is the CIA analyst and eventually becomes a uh, semi infield spy but he's mostly just a lot of it is behind the scenes a lot of it is really behind the scenes and your hammer to the Jack Ryan I guess not nail, but the hammer and the person who executes all this stuff is John Clark. And he is the action oriented character. This movie come to find out in the end, his, they change his, you know, they change his name and it's, it's John Clark, which is, I guess, guess. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fake name. It's a cover name, but it's John Clark. and, And this is an action movie. This is what it is. And if you read the books, it, not many people have read it who would probably watch this movie, but it is supposed to be an action movie with a little bit of espionage because he's a soldier. He knows how to fight. He's not really a pencil pusher or a puppeteer. He is a, like I said, he's the hammer. Yeah. This is what happens. He's not, he's not looking so, through binders trying to figure out like who has a cellulose bomb sort of thing. Yeah. You're not going to get something along the lines of, bringing up a movie now clear and present danger where Harrison Ford's teases a lot about behind the scenes and occasionally he'll get involved he'll dabble into it it is the antithesis of that that he is involved John John Clark or in this case John Kelly Michael B. Jordan is involved with all of the action stuff he's the one who does it and that's what this movie is and it delivered on every single thing that I thought I wanted and I'm, I'm with you John it's 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 good. I liked it. It was fun to watch, and I wasn't expecting, you know, Oscar worthy or Golden Globe performances. But you know, Michael B. Jordan did a solid job. He he plays action, you know, star really well, and you can kind of see that this movie is it, it's a revenge. It, it's a revenge mentality throughout most of the movie. But he he kind of keeps a level head throughout the whole thing. <clears throat> even though you think he's going to go off the rails. And Michael B. Jordan really kind of delivered that sort of dilemma where he's trying to do the right thing, but he still has a lot of anger towards, you know, the situation that happened. And I'm, I'm just going to skip to the end. I really liked at the end how he just kind of grew, not grew up, but he progressed into this. Now let's make sure this doesn't happen again. You know, let's, let's, let me join, I guess, the CIA, even though it's not really part of it. You know, that's unclear a little bit, but he goes, it's like, let me join and let's, 
you know, make sure this doesn't happen again, where he kind of takes on this kind of leadership role in, uh, in, in covert ops. Right. He doesn't, you know, at, at the end of this, and I guess this is spoiler, um, but you know, at, at the end he's, you know, essentially all, these movies are kind of like the comic book movies now where it's like, oh, this is the origin story. And now, you know, we've yeah. got the end credit scene where it's like, let me tell you about the blank initiative. And, you know, he's pretty much talking about, you know, wants to go form like Rainbow Six. Um, and, you know, which is essentially like, uh, I don't know, a SWAT team, but like for terrorists or whatever, international. Count- counter espionage. Is that what? Right. The- yeah, counter espionage, counter terrorism. It's definitely more of like, as. yeah. I, and I think there's like one book, but there's like a crap load of video games, which is how I'm really just familiar with it. But I think he's yeah. he's always <laughs> been the guy who like leads them. So, um, so that will be interesting if there's any kind of bites to this, um, to keep making more, um, whether they go down that path because it's certainly hinting at it, and be all for it man like sure like international like SWAT team like you know go out there cast another like three or four like you know really like talented charismatic international like actors like that sounds awesome dude that sounds like every single great like action franchise that's around um yeah yeah I, I I'm uh I'm, I'm open to that I uh I I I <laughs> I don't want it to be like every other action movie, though. Unfortunately, I want I want them to actually take some time and give it a good plot, and give it you know kind of hash out all the details. Maybe give it a twist, make it interesting. Because <laughs> let's face it, it is just another shoot 'em up, yeah, counter terrorism well, squad. That there's a lot of other movies out there like that. There are. Um, I guess I guess to me, I'm like, well, if Mike, if we're gonna get one where it's like Michael B. Jordan's the main guy, like. You know that's got a pretty high ceiling, relatively speaking, or you know at least yeah. at least there's like a guaranteed baseline of like, well, you know, it'll be okay. Um, I will agree though, like definitely don't like just kind of try to like roll another one out. Like try to go get a good story, get a good plot because if there's one thing this movie definitely lacked on for me, um, or definitely like lacked, especially compared to the other the the Ryan movies is plot was just like kind of paper thin and then the ultimate like you know bad guy reveal was like very you know generic like oh well you know we're gonna start a war so we can have more wars so you know all the war people can make a bunch of money right right that's um just kind of gotten that i feel like we've seen it i feel like we've seen that before so and whatever i guess it's it's the movie itself is a kind of meant for an introduction into, you know, the next yeah movie. So it, it whether or not they do, you're right is 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 yet to be seen. Uh, this movie, I don't think was it was it released simultaneously. No, it wasn't released yeah, simultaneously. It was just, in it was just so it's, Amazon, which you know, leading up to it, like that week, especially once the reviews came out and they were kind of negative. Um, I was like, ooh, is this actually, like, a bad sign? Because I th- I had thought, you know, this was supposed to be released in theaters um, September, October of last year. And obviously, you know, with nothing open, it just got booted. 
So I wasn't sure if it was the sort of thing where Paramount was like, hey, we got to get it out somewhere. Amazon's willing to pay us. Let's, you know, try to find a way to make money any way we can. Because, um, I mean, I, I think stuff is opening up again and, like, people are starting to go back, but we're still, you know, pretty far away from, like, normal, um, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see in the next couple of weeks here, but, um, you know. Let's, uh, I just want to mention, too, that... Um... A lot of people don't, some people don't know, simply don't know that this is actually part of Tom Clancy's umbrella of IP here. And it's, it's, I don't want to say it's wrong to classify this as a Ryan verse movie or a Jack Ryan movie, but I kind of want to do that just for this reference point here. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at these, these other movies that came out here. And none of them on opening weekend made back their money for their budget at all. And I'm looking at a lot of this, and there's not a lot of like it. it, it it's close. They barely. They they just made money. Yeah, I don't think any of these have been like incredible like smash hits. I mean, especially the no. last two, um, or you know, the two before this, some of all fears and uh, shatter crew. Um, but I know, I mean, like, like Patriot games, it was the sort of thing where it did well enough. Um, are you saying first weekend or just total? Cause it looks like they definitely made money. First I mean, like, to- they total. Yeah. They, they barely doubled. Um, on average, I think these movies have a 50 to $60 million budget and domestic they just doubled they barely doubled if that so i i don't think that's spectacular no Um, no but i mean if if you're you're breaking even like just with domestic i mean i would think like internationally you could you know be in a little bit of a better position but no i mean i i think in any of these cases like these movies have been like successful but not like wildly successful or anything like that yeah. I mean, they, in, in a lot of ways, you know, you're essentially, you know, the only two that are, like, direct sequels are really, like, Patriot Games and some of all, or not some of yours, Clear and Present Danger. Clear and Present Danger. It's the only time we get the same guy back-to-back, or really the same guy show up twice. Um, yeah. Even though, I think the plan was to have um, Baldwin in uh, Patriot Games, and he just didn't want to come back for it. I, I don't remember the I don't remember that actually or maybe it was like they wanted maybe Harrison Ford originally in um, Red October I forget there, there's been a lot of like you know who plays him and all that um, yeah yeah first choice was Kevin Costner that's interesting was it in, uh, in I, I can Red see October. that in Hunt, Hunt for Red October. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, definitely watching. Um, I just watched for for this pod. I watched forty minutes of Shadow Recruit, which I previously had not seen any of, um, because it just you know did not look good at all, and um, seemed to be bearing that out. But um, obviously, Costner's the uh, the cutout guy in this the you know cia guy leading him through all this so interesting to see him come back but it's it's funny because you know chris pine is in there and chris pine and like you kind of get this a little bit with affleck too 
But Chris Pine is, like, too cut and smooth to be Jack Ryan. You know? Like, Jack Ryan is, I don't want to say, like, improvisational, but it's, like, he's not a spy. You know? Like, Chris Pine is no. a spy. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a behind-the-desk analyst who studies the history of naval warfare. Right. That's That's not Chris Pine. Not even Ben Affleck. And it's funny because, I mean, Harrison Ford has, like, I mean, he hasn't been in any, like, straight up, like, action, you know, punch a guy in the face a hundred times movies. But, I mean, he's, like, Indiana Jones and he's Han Solo. Um, but even, he, it works for him, though, in these roles. Like, I, I think it's, like, good casting because he's very much, like, you know, kind of like, like I said, like, making it up as he goes along sort of thing. Or, you know, you get the sense that he's, like, out of his element. Uh, agreed, and, it, and that and that also is, is screen uh, screenplay as well. Yeah, I think I think those those two movies probably have even Hunt for Red October have those three have kind of the most solid. Well, actually, that's not true either because some of all fears does have a solid plot line. All of these have a solid plot line, save Shadow Recruit. Yeah, which I think Shadow Recruit and, and and without and without remorse, all of these have like kind of a solid, substantial. You know what's going on, and you're invested. Right. Plot line. The others are just kind of the, the Shadow Recruit one. You can just just forget all of it because nothing, nothing really ridiculous or <clears throat> or suspenseful of action did actually happen in that movie. And then without remorse, obviously the one we we, we just watched the, the 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 plot is kind of as you said paper thin. It's kind of your catch all. It's it's in your catch all bucket. Like right. you want an espionage thriller, this is the plot. Let's just scoop it in this bucket. It's the same one all the time. Yeah, it's but, you know enough of enough of each sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, they made an attempt to give you a twist in Without Remorse. They made an attempt to give you that twist, and I'll right. give them kudos for that. But you were, you were also sort of looking for it the entire time. You knew, yeah, you definitely knew something was I think, coming. I think the only big thing is, like, that Ritter is, like, is I'm Ritter totally I... innocent? Or is he just, like, <clears throat> was there any, like, he knew or anything like that? I to quote, only watched to quote Harrison Ford, to quote Harrison Ford in a previous movie, "Ritter's Ritter." Okay. So it's it's because in, in uh, Clear and Present Danger we have Ritter, right? Bob Ritter, and he is played by um, not what's his name Henry Zerny or whatever, who then plays like the same exact thing in Mission Impossible. <laughs> a lot of the exactly. casting in this series too is like great, like. Like, that, guy, that dude is, like, perfect for that role. Or, and I, like, I don't know if, you know, it's not quite the same as, like, Ritter in this movie. Um, I think it's, like, different points of the life, too. So, like, you can see that. But, like, it's just, like, the computer scene is just awesome. Like. The uh, computer scene. Which one? Oh, when he's hacking into, uh, when he's hacking into Ritter's computer. He's, like. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, what the hell does he say? Um, <laughs> oh, man, something is a federal is offense. It, uh, identity theft or computer theft is a... Yeah, federal crime or something like that. It's a federal crime. And it's just, I love 
<laughs> I love how you have to hit like the Y button, hit delete. Everything yeah. about that little kind of battle was great. <laughs> I know. It's sort of like perfect too because it's like of the time when like, you know, computers were kind of the way they were and like that kind of like heightens it. Um, yeah, when was the last time you used the print screen function to actually print something? Right, when it's all like, like it's been, or it's, whatever. It's been 20 years for me, at least. <clears throat> and then before that, when they're going to the, you know, um, computer analyst in the lab, and he's going to this machine that's like reading all the hard drives, and it's like, it's oh, it, yeah. like some of these movies, like, what I would call like early computer movies, even though it's the nineties still at that point, but you know, where they try to like make it so like the computers look as cool as possible. That was definitely one where I'm like, Oh man, I should, I, I would love to have a computer that like has like a gyroscopic arm to like go read a bunch of hard drives for some reason. Can you imagine the fire hazard that that thing probably was? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was, yeah, it served its purpose, but damn. And there's always kind of a cool aspect, too, of, like, you know, technology being used in these movies. Like, um, not, not even so much, like, with Howard Morris. I mean, to me, okay, I, I think we should kind of get into this. I think the first three movies are, like, very similar. Like, in terms of quality and just, like, my just overall reverence for them. Like, they're not mm-hmm. inseparable. Like, I think we'll get to our batting order at some point. But I think it's, like, the first three... Then sort of like some of all fears is like doesn't really fit into either camp sort of nice, you know, like it's kind of like in between, obviously, because it also chronologically is. And then just really everything made since then is just kind of its own thing. Like everything made, you know, the the series, the um, without remorse, shadow recruit are all kind of like off in their own place. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. Yeah. I think I think the the problem with that is, after some of all fears, and even during some of all fears, they they try to make it more of an action movie than a right um, mystery thriller with with hints of action. Because I can't, I don't remember. Like Patriot Games was Patriot was Games. Action. Oh well, it was a, it was not really. It wasn't really action. It was more like assassinations. There were more yeah, so there were, than actual. There were some big. I mean, look, I mean, they all have, except, I mean, unless you count submarine fight scenes, they all really have, you know, action set pieces in them. Even, you know, Clear and Present Danger does. Um, yeah, I'm not disagreeing those, with um, you on that. You know, some of the fights they have in, in, with the Colombians. Um, but but it's not the culmination, like the, the, the penultimate thing. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say so. I mean, I think, I think Patriot Games is like the least spy movie of those three. But it's still like a spy movie. Oh yeah, it takes a lot of it in, in the CIA. Yeah, because it, it's see, it, it, the, you can compare the differences in the '90s when they were making the movie. That scene in Libya, I want to say, yes, exactly, where they're assaulting the camp. If it was made today, you would see that assault see that. in person. And and then in the '90s, nope. They just showed the screen, and well, that is what made the movie kind of a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff that made it a good and, movie, and I don't this know, is kind of one of those. Yeah, nice I, I don't know if the, if the idea for that is because of, like, a limitation or whatever, or, hey, we wanted to show out a cool, you know, I'm sure thermal imaging was, like, just kind of, like, a new and up-and-coming thing at that point. Um, that scene is great, though. You know, like, that right. is so powerful 
and it's like the exact sort of opposite of what you would normally say is like movie making rules of like the like show don't tell or whatever like you said Chris like the very like generic especially made today um you're gonna see that you know you're gonna see like a cutout and like it's gonna be John Clark like dropping in or whatever and he's gonna go you know shoot some shoot some Irish guys in the middle of the night in the desert um but it's just so powerful with like that that music playing that um the <laughs> so okay so one quick thing uh so James Horner the guy who's the 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 uh, composer on I think the middle two movies and maybe Hunt for Red October too he does this thing where he keeps using music over and over again so there's this um it's tough to describe but it's it's the music that's in the beginning of like I think Aliens two or something like that or maybe yes Alien, he yeah. did Summer of All Fears it's the same. Yeah, and then some. Um, yeah, and then Clear and Present Danger. It's the same exact thing. Like it's the um, the scene when they're comparing the bombs or whatever is the same scene that's playing, same music that's playing yeah. over that um, desert raid scene. Which is, I don't know. I I, I like. It. I really I really love these movies, especially especially the first three. And you also have um, on Hunt for Red October, and Clear and Present Danger. Um, John Milius was like. I don't know if he's actually credited as a screenwriter, but he did like a lot of like punch up work, like wrote a bunch of like um, speeches for like Sean Connery in the first one, like the one where, you know, he's addressing the crew at the beginning of the movie. Um, so this was a dude who like wrote Apocalypse Now and Red Dawn and directed Red Dawn and had done a bunch of other stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's so, I, I and plus, I also just love submarine movies too, so like that just all that's, that together in Red Red October just that's a that's a dad movie right there. That's a Father's oh, yeah. Day movie if I've ever seen one. Absolutely. I I'm almost done that book. I'm rereading that book. Um, the movie the movie is a little bit. I don't want to say it's better. Scratch that. I think the book's a little bit better, but um, sometimes the books are like cleaner. It, you know, like it's. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, Tom Clancy has this, he has this way of just writing chaos, and in the end, it all kind of makes sense in this nice little portrait, it's, uh, his writing style is very much in depth, very much yeah. in depth. Yeah, like he goes off gonna... into, like, a lot of tangents, and he's, like, very detailed about things of, like, Oh, this guy oh, did yeah. this, and he's like this because well, of this the, reason. It's not just that. It's I, I was reading about um, the sonar operator, and in the book, he's like reading this man. He's essentially describing how uh, a sonar system works, and it's like a page long of what's going on. And that's and that's Tom Clancy though. This some of the material will put you to sleep, <laughs> but that's the way he writes. And then he also falls into the, you know, but this is just the nature of the the, the stories themselves. He, he gets into this George R. R. Martin thing where it's, he'll mention 70 names total in one half of the book. Right. And maybe 20 irrelevant that he'll actually use again. So it's, it's kind of hard, to, especially with Russian names, because we're not really used to it. You just find out, it's just Russian name after Russian name after Russian name. And... 
it's it, it's just hard to keep track of when you right. hear about him in the beginning of the book and then now all of a sudden at the end of the book he's rehashing these names again and like wait is this the guy who's gonna get assassinated by the kgb or is this <laughs> the actual leader of the kgb so it's i mean in the end it could still be the same person but still it's <laughs> It's funny, so I haven't read that book, but um, I, I forget if I was talking to my uncle or grandfather who tried to read it, and like their legit like complaint was there's too many Russian names to remember. There's a lot. There's a lot of Russian names. The good thing, I have to admit though, the good thing about reading the book and watching the movie is that you actually can put, you can actually put a face to it. So I'll I'll say like, all right, well, I think uh, what the heck is it? I forgot the the Sam Neill's character in the movie, but he's he plays a huge part in the books. It's not Padorin. I can't it's think. The... Of, I can't think of his name either, and it's really bugging me. Yeah, right. It's not Putin. That's the uh, political officer who he takes out right away. Uh, who is it? Borden. Borden. Yeah. XO. Yep, Borden. Yeah, he's uh he plays a huge part. And yeah, he plays a huge part in that. And um you know, it is nice to have pictures kind of like that mental image right. of who this person is. So that way you can kind of at least get in a little bit you can at least process of elimination say that these names I don't know. Yeah. And chances are you're probably not going to see him again. So Sometimes it's easier if you if you as as messed up as it is to like see the movie then read the book because like I I had this experience with um you ever read the Killer Angels the one that's uh Gettysburg is based on Yeah cuz you read it and it's like almost like reading a script like it's like scenes are like exactly and like you know conversations are like line for line exactly what it is um so yeah, maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll do that for uh, for those two or for the ones that, you know at least at least the first three that I haven't seen because I think like some of all fears is maybe different. Now these are all two like chronologically like jumping all around, like they're not. Uh, no the 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 movies came out in the book order. Oh, really? So, the release order is Hunt for Red October, Patriot Games, even though it took place before Hunt for Red October. Okay, that's what it is. And then it's Clear and Present Danger, Some of All Fears, and Shadow Recruit doesn't count because it's not an actual book, and then Without Remorse, that came after, right. that came after everything else. But that's technically, I mean, if John Kelly or John um, Clark is in that, and that's like an origin for him, then that would even put it before, because what, some of all fears? Yeah. Yeah, it would put him before everything, I think. But the thing is, I, I think, I think the story itself, I didn't read Without Remorse, but I think the story itself is so completely different that it's not even yeah, there's stuff remotely where, linked to the book. Yeah, and I might want to check it out too because I've heard people say like it's nothing like the book and the book is awesome. And that's why I think from some of the negative reviews I've seen because it's like, it sounds like the um, the people that kill his wife in the other one are like drug dealers. So he's like going after them. And then, like, there's some kind of, like, international angle that's worked into it. Um, so, 
I, I, could, I could see being disappointed at that. Because the Guy Pierce stuff was like... Not super necessary. You know? I guess I guess we did have to have like a big bad guy at some point. But... I, I, I feel like to pull this stunt off... Or this... <clears throat> this espionage off, Guy Pierce would have to have... Way more men than just himself doing this, right? Oh, to like, like there's other off. there's other conspirators. Yeah, to pull something off like hiring yeah. Russians to come in to assassinate the team that killed the people in Syria. You know, it's it's it just yeah. seems a little. The plot seems too big for just the one person, or at yeah, least the one that, American, to kind of be. Yeah, that seems very like you know military industrial complex, like you know people working behind the scenes sort of thing. Like, um, yeah, I. It's funny, it hadn't even occurred to me that, like, no, there's no way the conspiracy would stop with him, or that there wouldn't be anybody else who, you know, wouldn't try to be going after Clark afterwards. I mean, I guess Clark is, like, very much, like, off the grid, but, you know, you, you wouldn't think he would, like, show his face to talk to Ritter again. And, and then be like, hey, I want to create this, like, super national um, anti-terrorism unit. Yeah, right, and, and Ritter being promoted to director of CIA, that just... Yeah. Is is that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so that when they said director, that wasn't like director of, I don't know, like there's no. I, I, I don't think in the CIA, if you refer to somebody as director, it's the director of the CIA. It's right. not director of. <clears throat> yeah, because isn't like, he deputy or anything? Because he's what <laughs> deputy director or whatever in um, clear and present danger. He's. Director of Ops. He. Yes, Deputy. Is he Director of Ops or Deputy Director of Ops? Either way, he's top of the line for operations. That's that's what his role is. And then Cutter is Director of the CIA. No, Cutter is right? the NSA. NSA, alright. Which. I think, is it maybe after this? Well, yeah, I guess it's after this. Because the only one I have read is, um, oh, God, Dead of Honor. And he's the N- and then oh, Jack wow. Ryan you went, NSA in that. Yeah, you went way back. You went middle of the road there. Yeah. I mean, I think eventually he ends up as, like, president, right? Yes. That was a good, that was a good book. That was a good book. I forgot the name of it, though, which is hard. I've, I have read all of these. Oh, really? Okay. I The only ones I have not read are... By the way, you're, essenti- you're correct. Everything... It's, it's Deputy Director of Operations. Okay. So I have not read... So I read every single thing that he wrote alone. Mm-hmm. Plus... All right, so everything from 2010 prior, I read. Everything else after that, I did not read. A lot of afterwards, it takes place. His son is involved with a lot of them and things like that. So, and then there's a couple. There's a you know John Clark plays a big, big, big part in a lot of these as well. As the Chavez. <clears throat> Remember Clear and Present Danger? How the guy, uh... 
there's like that sniper guy who is the only one left alive of the troops. Oh, he's a big part of it. He he becomes a large part of the universe as well. So it's kind of it's kind of all inter interconnected here. Uh, that said, <clears throat> that said, it was funny because these these movies. My parents love these movies. This is right up their alley. But they had no idea that they were all like interconnected in the same way. Or at least these are the same characters. They didn't realize that... Oh, God, who is the guy who played Greer in the first three? James um, Earl Jones is the same James guy. Earl Jones. His name escapes me. They did not know that he was the same guy in all three of those movies. They had no idea. That's they didn't so weird, that. like, not to know. Yeah, and I guess that's the other... That's the they, real sort of in connection with the three is that it's all James Earl Jones is uh, Admiral Greer. Um, yeah, and they did not connect that Lee Schreiber is John Clark as well as Willem Dafoe and now Michael B. Jordan. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a tougher one, to be honest, though. I know, but it's... It's... Uh, I think that hurts the, the kind of... I mean, I'm going to loop these in together and call them the franchise. I think that hurts the franchise a little bit because... As a fan of all this stuff, it's it's cool to see different characters playing, you know, different characters throughout the the rest of the uh, the thing here. And can we get? Did you watch the TV show? Uh, I watched some of it, like half of okay. the first season. The the C, the TV shows are fantastic. Okay, I got I got to go it. back to them. Yeah finish it it's 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 the quintessential this is jack ryan the way it is written down and the stories is are told this is tom clancy this is how he has written those books um you know give or take a few things like his he's not married you know things like that john clark is not a part of the show I forget yeah. why, and I was reading into it, something like Amazon does not have the rights to the name John Clark. For some reason, Amazon did not have the rights to John Clark, just the character. That didn't come with it? Yeah, because I, I think Paramount owns, because all the movies I think were Paramount movies. Um, uh, I think so. So I don't know if they have some kind of like overall, they license this out. Because actually, I think Jack Ryan, the TV show, might be produced by Paramount. Like, it's on Amazon, but I think it's... doesn't mean, like, Amazon's the one producing it. They're just making it for Amazon. It might be. Are you looking that up? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter. All right. But... No, it um, doesn't. It might be, but it also could be Amazon wanted to do the show, so they bought the rights to Jack Ryan. But at the time, Paramount probably had a script for John Clark, the Without Remorse movie. So the script probably would have been in circulation four years ago. Mm-hmm. Season one came out three years ago. So there might have been some kind of <coughs> timing issue with that, I think. And I, and I I believe that Amazon just bought the rights to the movie, not the character. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's, try- it's produced with Paramount um, and Amazon as like the production companies. So Okay. Who knows? Maybe, maybe like they didn't want to give it away because they had this own idea to do, um, you know, to do this without remorse movie, and then very clearly like being, you know, hey, this might be its own thing altogether. 
Yeah, and and that's disappointing because I'm 100% in of these two merging universes with the TV show and this cast for <clears throat> from Without Remorse. I would love it if those those two just merged together. I think John uh, Krasinski and Michael B. Jordan will play very well off each other. And I think the fact that Jamie Jamie Bell is the guy's name who plays Ritter. I think him clashing with the guy who plays Greer in the TV show. You haven't seen it fully yet. You'll you'll see it. I think those two clashing clashing together at the CIA headquarters or wherever they are. I think it would be phenomenal because because you've seen The Wire, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the guy, Bunk. I think his name yeah, is. Yeah, Wendell Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, Wendell Pierce. He has that attitude playing James Green. Right. He has that kind of like screw you attitude, and and he, I could just picture Jimmy Bell just ordering him to do something, and then just what appears to be like motherfucker, please. I've been doing this shit for twenty years. Go sit down and eat a cupcake for your birthday, you twelve year old. And and I could picture him saying that and doing that, and I think it will all just play very well together. I think it would be phenomenal to see this this kind of merge together. The problem I see is that Michael. Jordan is he's he's like a movie star. This TV show he'd probably have a sub he'd probably be like a a secondary character. Like he'd he wouldn't show be the primary. up. He wouldn't be yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's something he would be willing to do. I mean, it, seeing some of these interviews because I've been trying to find out if they're going to merge the universes. Seeing some of these interviews, he he really wanted to play this character. He really likes the you know the way it it goes and all this other stuff. So it it makes you think. All right, well, if he likes it enough, he should maybe get involved with being John Clark for you know yeah. the Jack Ryan TV show. I I think yeah. it yeah because it sounds like they're they they wanted or they're trying to do like a Rainbow Six movie. So maybe it's like the sort of thing where like they show up at some point or something like that. Like, you know, we haven't gotten a great yeah. corollary for that for like the MCU movies or TV shows yet. Like, we really haven't had anybody just show up. Although, not to not to divert, but apparently somebody was supposed to show up in one of these and that never happened. But, um, yeah. So, you know, that that could be on the table. I mean, I I don't know if. Like, I, I like the character. I don't know if he necessarily, like, has a lot to add to, like, what the Jack Ryan show would be. You know? Like, I don't know if it complements... Like, I know what you mean. Like, like they're both kind of, like, polar opposites in some way. And I guess that would be interesting. But, like, also, well, I don't know. Maybe, like, he's, like, trying to, like, rebuild his life or whatever. And there's an interesting aspect of that. But... I don't know. I mean, like, just at least in the movies, you know, he's just kind of like a, a nameless, um, uh, you know, uh, agent who or just like, you know, doing the wet work, you know, knocking people off and yeah, chilling. And no, no, no. <clears throat> I mean, that's kind of what he is in the, in the books. As I mean, he's he's the ground guy. Right. He's the ground guy. Go gather the intelligence. Go take somebody out if they need it. You know things like that and that is how it plays out in the books and that is kind of how he's been portrayed in every movie that has been 
released, and this movie without remorse just kind of solidifies that. Mm-hmm. This is his. This is his thing. He's creating Rainbow Six, so he is the operator who actually does the work. <clears throat> and the Ritter. I mean, in this case, the Ritter is going to be the oversight for that. Right. Where, I mean, Jack Ryan. In the stories, he is that way. He doesn't get involved with the ops really that much. Um, or at least he tries not to. Yeah. So, Always seems to get dragged in somehow, though. But, uh, yeah. See, it's, it's funny like that. Yeah, and that's what makes the book Hunt for Red October better. Um, because he wasn't originally supposed to be the one going on the sub. He wasn't supposed to be. There were four people. There were four people slated to go on, but their helicopter crashed, and they all died. And then he kind of stepped up to the plate, because he was the only one in the area. Yeah. Not to mention that whole fight scene at the end did not happen. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's... Not not surprised, that's the, you know... Oh, the art of movie making. uh, For the movie, but I think think it works well, you know. No, the end result is the same. I mean, it just did it in such a more solidified shorter time frame yeah is the whole sabotage plot line still in the book or oh yeah yeah okay all right so that whole thing is i guess i guess you have to resolve that some form of fashion so i guess that makes sense mm-hmm. um where else are we go with it one thing i would be interested to see if they try to do this um because we're doing a rainbow six universe or whatever we want to call it maybe no one's you know said anything about it um everybody's been quiet on this i i don't have any inclination if it's actually going to happen or not because i think it's like very tough to see if one of these movies is successful you know like it's almost now that it's gone i don't know if it's uh, i don't know if it's being released internationally at all because like this one would actually probably do somewhat well overseas i would think um you know compared to domestic but um what was i gonna say yeah so it would be interesting to see if they try to at some point work in like some of the other video game stuff or some of the other like more obscure things like i'm still kind of shocked there hasn't been a splinter cell movie or like that seriously like being developed or whatever just because it seems like such a natural i mean i guess like sam fisher as a character maybe isn't that interesting but like what he does really seems to be you know did you ever play any of those games uh i did not actually i played what was the first game that ever came out the tom clancy yeah was it tom clancy's rainbow six yeah i think it was rainbow six on like n64 is the first one i remember yeah, I played that and I hated that game, so I didn't that play game, any That more game since. was not good. Let me just tell you. Um, yeah, okay. Well, that's it. yeah. I was not a fan of that. So subsequent, I, um, yeah. Like then, I think when you get to like Xbox, PS2, there was like Ghost Recon and Rainbow Six yeah, Three. Yeah. I guess there must have been another <clears throat> Rainbow Six in between. Um, those are good, and like I'm Splinter not, Cell was good. I'm not a sneak up in stealth mode shooter when i play games right. i'm first person balls out Fair give enough. me a saw that's 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 my method <coughs> yeah so. and i don't think there's like you know like a ghost recon or whatever is really like that transferable into a movie other than just 
coming up with some kind of plot and calling it Ghost Recon. You know, it's not like that's, there's any attachment. Nor nor would there really be with the Rainbow Six movies. It's just it's kind of like a cool concept. You could do whatever. But I think he did have a book though, or there is a book. For I don't what? Know. Rainbow Six? Yeah, I don't know if it was he wrote it and then they made it a game or vice versa or, or what, but... No, he wrote Rainbow Six. Okay. He wrote Rainbow Six in 98. Uh, Summer Olympics, Ebola virus. Yeah. So he actually... Oh, that one? Okay, yeah. Yeah, he actually wrote the book. So there is a book about it. And I think there's the games kind of spawned off of not necessarily Rainbow Six, but I think they just kind of spawned off of that style of story. Mm-hmm. And because it still follows, still follows Jack Ryan. What does Rainbow Six? Yeah. I mean, it's all he he. He has yeah, it. It's he, totally in the you know Ryan verse or whatever. Like you know, everything. Oh yeah, all all this. Is, yeah, all this is related. So I think the games themselves were actually just kind of written off of the kind of concept of what what counterterrorism, counter espionage. Well, counterterrorism mostly. So here's cool. here's on uh, on Rainbow Six's Wikipedia page. So take it for what it's worth. Uh, Paramount announced plans to make a film adaptation um, with Ryan Reynolds starring as Clark, um, produced by this? Akiva Goldsman, uh, 2017, who ended up doing Without Remorse instead. So, oh, was announced to hang on was announced to be playing the main character in a two-part film series with Rainbow Six as the intended sequel. So, is this actually happening? I don't know. I don't think anybody's really stepped up and said anything about this. Because I have been looking at whether or not they're going to come up with a sequel or merger between the two. I do know that the season three of Jack Ryan is, is, it's a go. It's just it hasn't started filming yet because it is an international filming crew and they have not because of covid they haven't actually been able to film anything yet but it is greenlit and they are ready to go and i can't wait for season three cannot wait that'll be good it'll be a pretty big layoff at that point but um sure it'll be worth it yeah i hope so again like we've been saying with a lot of these movies and a lot of these shows like 2022 should be has to be a spectacular year for cinema and TV because if it's not, then I don't want to give Hollywood any more of my money if they can't come up with good stories. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so you know, I think end of the day, are you are you in for Rainbow Six if they make it? Yeah, I'm in. I like I liked what they did with Michael B. Jordan. I like uh, Jimmy Bellas Ritter. Um. I, I, I don't know. I just kind of like the basic... Basicness a word? Basic storytelling. Yeah, just, you know, with potatoes. It is what it was. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think it's more just me holding out hope that this is going to move into the Jack Ryan TV series. 
I think that's just what it is. I mean, I'm down for another movie. Give me another movie. I actually enjoyed watching this, so I'll probably enjoy the next one. Well, see, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if they tried to, to play off one or the other. Because I mean, if it is, you know, Paramount doing both, and you know, clearly Amazon, you know, is very much like a partner of theirs, trying to, you know, I mean, they bought this from them to help. Because <laughs> I, I think there was definitely some worry too of like. This movie's like okay, you know, it might not do well in the box office, especially when people don't even realize it's like a Tom Clancy or you know whatever. Um, yeah. So what? Um, what would you give it for a score? I'd give this a seven, seven one. I think that's pretty fair. I'd probably off the top of my head would say like seven two. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, like good. Would recommend it. I don't think I'm going to come back to it the same way I do some of the other installments. Um, no, this doesn't fall into that category. But uh, I've I've seen Cleaner. Pa- I've, I think I've owned. I think I bought Cleaner President or Patriot Games. And I want to say some of all fears because it was on sale, like one of those one ninety nine purchase options. Right. So I, I I'm pretty sure I own those on digital. Yeah, I've, and I've, I've, I've I've seen Patriot Games at least fifty times. So. All right, so this this is the main event right now. Let's let's rank them, dude. And do we want to throw uh, this one in? Do we want to throw without remorse into this? Y- yes, because in the end, okay. I mean, two 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 out of three two characters from the main are in there, so it's clo- it's close enough. Um. I'll give I'll give it to you. It's in the Ryan verse. It's all it's all the same thing. Um, all right. So we're gonna leave the show out just because that's not really a good like apples to apples sort of comparison. Though if you want to throw the show in, you're you're more than welcome to. Okay. Well, let me do. I'm just I'm just marking them down because I got to throw the 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 show in there. Do you want to go first or? Yeah. I'll just do you, you want to go back well I'll just I'll just give you mine. All right, so this is bottom up. So I'm going to say even though I haven't finished it I'm going to take a wild ass guess here and go out on a limb <laughs> and say Shadow Recruits probably bottom. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with you. You you finished that one? I I've, I've watched it actually a few times and yes, okay. it does fall into the bottom. All right. Cuz like there. what what like I could tell right away. I mean I could kind of tell with the trailer, but like actually just watching it, um, like that scene like early on when uh, the guy who picks him up from the airport who works for you know the Russian big bad guy. Yeah, that doesn't. When like he like um, you know tries to kill him in his hotel room and like he goes all like Jack Ryan goes all like Jason Bourne James Bond on his ass. <laughs> like that is not Jack Ryan at all like no um, no he is a marine and he does know how to kind of handle himself but right but this is like this is like john kelly like ripping the dude up you know like he was i mean it was a little bit like you know throwing stuff together oh and by the way oh without remorse too dude is have there ever been a bad scene where a guy like has a gas can and just like starts emptying it i don't think there's ever been a bad scene where that's happened like when no, he's at the no. airport, it's been, yeah, yeah, and he just dumps everything, yeah. Oh, that was uh, like that was that, interesting. Yeah, that what I liked about without remorse, which I would then put in my uh, 
what slot would this be? Number five overall? Uh, yeah, um, this would be five. It just had some great moments, you know? It's like like the the aircraft coming apart, you know, when they get shot down. Like, there's just some really cool scenes. And then, like, when they're in the, the apartment building, and <laughs> like, they just keep, like, digging themselves into a deeper and deeper hole. Like, then the police show up, and then, like... Yeah. I mean, it was it was cool. It was a cool scene. Just yeah. them escaping and him just on, like, this one-man stand. I mean, it was filmed... It was filmed competently, and it was filmed in, in a good way. Yeah, it wasn't, it's like, amazing. I didn't think it was, like, amazing or anything like that, but, no, it, it looked good. Especially, like, all those, it, like, underwater scenes and stuff, like, you know. Yeah, it was it was cool. I yeah. mean, I don't really use that, I don't like to use that term, but it was cool. Yeah, and it worked. It's the, it was the plot. It really was. It's kind of just the downside of it. Yeah. If they adjusted the plot, if they adjusted the plot of Without Remorse, it would have been it would have been higher on my list. But I am exactly with you. Two for two. All right. Bottom up. Okay, number four is and now I don't know if there's quite so there's definitely a gap between six and five. There's a small gap, but not that not as big as you would think, from this to some of all fears. Which is what I have at four. That's my fourth one as well. Okay. All right. So we're more so, or less doing so, this in tandem. So, so, so we're doing this. I, I think our top three might switch a little bit here, but um, yeah, I yeah. Um, some of some of all fears. It's it, the downside was Ben Affleck, Affleck, and that was the downside. It was kind of everything else kind of fit. The story was well told. It was very. Tom Clancy-ish, where they had different plots kind of interconnecting into the whole, and it's just I don't know, Ben Affleck, man, I can't. It, it whatever he talks, he really, he he's chewing gum. He he distracts you that much from that movie. Yeah, he takes a he takes a lot away from me on that movie. Plus, they, I don't think they utilized Jack Clark as well as they should have. No, dude, I would. I mean. I would love to see, like, I mean, like, Michael B. Jordan, we've just been, like, singing his plays of, like, how good he was, but, like, the Lee of Schreiber, like, without remorse would also, like, be sick, too. Mm. Um, honestly, even the Willem Dafoe, I, I would be, like, yeah, let's see. Let's <laughs> if see they filmed that in the 90s, if they filmed a Jack Clark movie with Willem Dafoe in the, in the late 90s, <laughs> I'd be all over that. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. it would be phenomenal. Um... Yeah, some of all fears, like, what I like about it is that there aren't a lot of movies that actually depict, like, almost World War Three with, like, the Soviets. Like, that, that really never gets played out. Like, you have it kind of, like, in the extremes with, like, um, you know, Doctor Strangelove and, like, Red Alert. Um, mm. But just, like, the, the raw, like, tension and, like you know, that you build up of just like everyone being like stuck on air force one and you're kind of like bouncing all around. And I, I just thought it was really good. And like, again, the casting is just great. There's like a billion, like that guys, like everybody he's on air force one with, um, I can't think of his name. The, the guy who plays the president. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess Affleck to me is the weak, weak point, but there's not a lot in that movie. Like I think it's like 
of of these movies, I don't I can't really point out many flaws, but like it just doesn't I don't know, maybe it's almost like it's too serious or well no. That's not really it. I, I don't know. There's something about it where maybe because the stakes are a little too high that it kind of like obscures the normal kind of like Jack Ryaniness, like the you know like, you know, kind of how we were talking about, like, Patriot Games and, like, Clear and Present Danger, how he's, like, working through the problem and stuff like that. And this is just, like, Ben Affleck, like, yelling people on the phone instead. Yeah. Yeah. He's not so. doing... He's doing a lot of... He's not... I don't want to say he's not doing a lot of it himself, but... Other... Like, the conclusions are too easy for him to come up with. Yeah. Whereas the other, whereas the other two, he really has to get into his head, get into the you know the bad guy's mindset, and figure out, oh well, this person's playing this person. You know, it's a spy movie. Yeah, there's no real whereas, like, cat and mouse in this. Yes, yeah, some of all fears, he's getting kind of you're getting kind of force fed. Well, this is this is what it is, and right, you know, this is the plot, and these are the bad guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it's borderline. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's going to stay in the obvious that it's like a borderline war movie. But, yeah, it's just, it's just like a, a tweak where it's like almost more thriller and a little bit less espionage than than probably the other three. Um, yep. So that one's fourth. So now I think if there's a chance at all of things being switched up, it's probably here. This is going to be it. And I think it's going to – it's really what story you like better. Yeah. All these three, these three movies, I, I want to rank. I, if I was to rate them, I'd give them all the same rating. It's just I like some better than the most, better right? Than, the, better these than, are, than the other. Yeah, these are there's <coughs> definitely a notch between some of all fears and these. And these are like there's really no, like like you said, Chris. Like there's I think we probably have our favorites, but they're all very in like the same stratosphere. So oh yeah yeah. My three is Patriot Games. Is that yours? It's Hunt for Red October. Ooh, okay. Yeah. But again, I think this goes into submarine movies are not my favorite movies. I, 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 I'm just generally not a fan. Fair uh, enough. But it, it like, uh, Crimson Tide, I think, is one of them. I can't really do that one. Down Periscope, even though it's funny, I, I can't right. really do that movie. You know, think Das Boot, U571. I, I, I don't find really any interest in a lot of those. I just, so. dude shouting orders the same orders that they just were received like just over and over again just does it for me man i don't know what to say that yeah, no, the cartography like all of it yeah no it's the the closeness of the combat situations like the in shots you know the face shots of them hovering over the the the, the i forget what it's called it's not a chart board but it yeah. was well, it a chart table yeah whatever it is but yeah map or you, you i don't f- know what you say but you know you can yeah. you can fly over the Alps with uh without any windows. I'm um, guessing this is your number one. Hunt for it Red is. October is your it is. One. It yeah. is my number one, yes. and part of the reason why is that <laughs> like first off, I think Sean Connery probably has like the best performance of anybody in any of these. Like he's like far and away just like my favorite part, and it's and it's funny too because you know the big rip on him always with this is you know he's just doing like a Scottish accent, which you know. Whatever, man. I don't really care. He didn't either. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. Maybe nobody, maybe... nobody did in that movie. Nobody right. cared in that movie. 
Right. And I mean, you know, I think, you know, most of the Russians who spend a lot of time on screen aren't actually Russian either. Um, so they're all just <laughs> doing an accent. And who knows? Maybe, maybe Lithuanian sounds like Scottish to somebody who's Russian. I don't know. It's not my place to say. So that's that's how I always get out of it. It's like, oh, he's not Russian. He's Lithuanian by birth on his grand uh, from his paternal grandfather, <laughs> raised by his paternal grandfather. And yeah, there, you, Scottish accent. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Um, it's stand. But, I, I think I think a good standout just to counter the uh, the performance by um, is he a sir, Sir Sean Connery. He must be. Was he knighted? He must have been knighted, right? Must have been. Yeah, I th- I think Sean Bean as the crazy IRA member in Patriot Games also gets a standout nod right there, though. He's good. He's good. So so Patriot Games, um, the movie that I always forget Samuel L. Jackson is in, which is just <laughs> weird because it's always like you know it, it seems like he could be in any of these movies. And it's just, like, he's in this, like, random part in Patriot Games. But Patriot Games, who previously stood as the uh, revenge movie of the series, but now has kind of been uh, superseded by Without Remorse. Um, The only thing with Sean Bean in that, and, like, I, I know what you're saying, but, like, the one thing that kind of throws me out a little bit is, like, why is he so obsessed with this? Like, he's, like... Just has this like big boner for like killing Jack Ryan. It's 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 just pure revenge. He killed his brother, and that's all he. That's all he wants, man. That's clearly that's all he wants. I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was standout. I thought it was one of his better performances of his career in general. So, I, yeah, that's my I, that's my number two. Patriot Games is my number two. I think it's pretty good. We already talked about probably like my favorite scene in the whole thing is the the raid on the camp, but like even stuff like um you know them chasing the bookseller like through London you know like it's just a good <laughs> so, like, you know street chase scene. It was a simple, yet well done, chasing foot yeah. chasing. Like like so. the electrician is all like like a dumbass <laughs> and he's just like. It's like, oh, what's this then? <laughs> like pulling out the uh, microfiber camera, like, it's <laughs> uh, good stuff. Um, yeah, clear presentation. And then the, is my f- favorite. and then the, uh, the the stuff at the end too, where they, uh, you know, assault the house. Like, I, it's another just great ending. But yeah, let's let's talk clear and present danger, which I think as like a political is definitely like the most political of the bunch and i mean i love clear and present danger like it's it's number two for me but like you know I'll, i'd still watch that like any day yeah yeah it's I, I i everything comes together in that movie in such a way that it just it flows kind of perfectly and it it keeps you into it it keeps you very into it um once you once you get moving but uh, I don't know. There's just some st- at at the end. There's just such a satisfying kind of ending that it's hard to really forget about because it's just you, you know you oh yeah you killed the bad guy that's great and all 
But then it's like Harrison Ford sticks it to the president. Yeah. And and at the end of the books, Cutter commits suicide. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's Cutter. It's either Cutter or Ritter commits suicide at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. And the other one, I think, is fired. And I think the president gets impeached. I think there's an impeachment hearing. I think he gets impeached. But it's just, it goes... <laughs> that's one of the better endings for the books. But the 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 movie itself is just... Uh, I mean, it was just fun. It was just yeah. fun to watch. No, like I, you know, there's something about him, like you know, showing up at the uh, at the guy's plantation at the you know Escobedo's. Um, I don't know what do you call it, plantation <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, the and coffee. Then, yeah, like he gives them the thing, and the guy, you know, right before he click it, and then it's like a hard cut to them, like in Land Rovers, like going over to the to the coffee factory. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just, I'm here to see Ernesto Escobedo. I do not have an appointment. It's yeah, it gives him the business de- card. Deputy Director CIA. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Or, like, when they, like, rent the helicopter and he's like, can you take a company check? Or... <laughs> yeah, right. See, that's, yeah, and, and there's definitely, like, some, uh, you know, I don't know, like, there's, uh, I guess there's a little bit of comedy in, uh, I mean, definitely not, like, without remorse or from what I've seen in Shadow Recruit, but, like, there's always like just a little bit, like just enough kind of thrown in there too of like, yeah, it's even like it's, Alec Baldwin and like you know Hunt for Red October, like you know doing like Sean Connery impressions or like when he's uh like in the shower like trying to like figure out how they're gonna get him off the boat and he's like you know doing like Fred Thompson like the Russian doesn't have you know Russian doesn't take a dump without a plan son or like, <laughs> um, but yeah no um. Queen Prince of Danger is great. I, I will say this: I do what does kind of like nick it a little bit for me is like the like how it actually ends. Like I like the sort of epilogue with you know him going to the president and you know they have a shouting match and I think that's just that's awesome. But then like just that very end when like it's in like a you know he's going before Congress. It just there's a part of it just feels like an anticlimactic kind of choice. I mean, like you need some kind of payoff there, and you know. I guess, but I, it's, I don't know you, how to you do. You know it what better. he's there for. You know what right. he's there for, and that's I, I I think that's the point they were trying to make. You know. I I guess so. It's just uh, there's just a, some something something about that that just never kind of like totally clicks for me. Whereas like like Hunt for Red October, you have that scene of them like you know. <laughs> you know, Sean Connery's like clo- quoting Christopher Columbus, and you know, then we just kind of like fade away, sort of thing. <laughs> God, <laughs> you just love that movie, don't you? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. And the li- and the sea will bring new life. Where oh fuck, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck it up. But um, no, oh that, no, I I right. absolutely love Hunt for Red October, dude. I could I could watch. I could probably, like, like sit there and, like, do all the lines from the last, like, sub-battle scene. I, like, easily. Easily. Yeah, probably. Um, anyway. So, so your top three is Hunt for Red October, Patriot Games, Queer and Present Danger? Yeah. Gotcha. And mine's Hunt for Red October, Queer and Present... Oh, no. <laughs> Patriot Games, Queer and Present Danger, Hunt for Red October. So... Well, that was the Ryanverse yeah. pod. Yeah, and the seasons. Well, I, I want to see what you thought of, what your thoughts after you watch the shows. 
Yeah, we'll the, um, the two seasons. We don't have to. We don't have to discuss it on the episode on the show, but right. I, I do want to get your takes on that. For me, those fit top three as well. They flirt with if you, second and third position. Yeah, if you had to, <clears throat> as the show, put it in a movie slot, it would be where, second or third. Ooh, really? Okay. Yeah, only I want to say mostly because. Uh, as the, I read the books a lot. I read the books before Shadow Recruit came out. And the shows do very well in portraying the Jack Ryan story in the books. And in, 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 in almost every way. But there are, there are a lot of kind of wasted things in the shows that you don't really... So season one in particular, they have this, this drone pilot kind of story arc that okay, is epically useless all right because i'll be honest with you that really <clears throat> took me out oh no no it's epically useless you don't okay. even need to pay attention all right no need to pay attention there's a, there's one part in the middle where you just notice something but it doesn't change really change the story arc at all um gotcha. so you just cut that out the second season though there's a lot more the second season i like more than the first isn't the like, second like, season like sort of half clear and present danger? Like, aren't they in um, like South America or whatever? Yes, but it doesn't have to anything to okay. do with drug drug cartels or anything like that. So that is, I like that one a lot better than the I first did, one. I did but hear the first somebody one's still pretty good. Yeah, I did hear somebody float the idea of like um, them remaking Clear and Present Danger with Krasinski and Michael B. Jordan, and I was like, oh god, please. I that mean, awesome. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Like, oh, I think your mic might have come unplugged, by the way. Which, this might be the end of the podcast. Uh, right. Hang on, let's see. If we, you got it? Yeah, say, speak again. Oh, is it, is it me? Yeah. Oh, I might have shook the, I might have shook the table or something. Sorry. All right. I'll just edit it at the end real quick. Uh, hang on, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, all right. Well, because I can hear you. That's not me, is it? Okay. Um, oh, no, it could be the cord. The cord might be moving. Right. Well, how are we How are we finishing this anyway? That's all right, hour 15 minutes. All right. Let's just... Well, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify... Uh, particularly without remorse if you, if you like without remorse please let us know because it's just yeah. two, two out of four of us actually seeing it right. yeah um, anyway I think that's about it <laughs>